morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson. And today's episode, we're going to talk about DOS and which one is more preferable for any up-and-coming artists, producers, engineers, and etc. Yes, this is an episode for anyone who doesn't know which DAW would like to invest to and as well if the current DAW you have is not working out, then here are some of the other options that you may take on an interest and expand your knowledge to it. I'll be going through all the DAWs that I've used in the past, still currently use, how effective they are, and the pros and cons, my final thoughts, and the top five to which DAWs is much more recommended for anyone who's trying to invest on something. Uh, this is my personal opinion. This is a disclaimer just to let everybody know that this is based on everything that I have worked on. I've I've worked with a couple of DAWs and this is my personal opinion. I could some I might be biased on one specific more than the other, but it's because I'm much more comfortable, but I will explain. So this is only my personal opinion and this is why I believe it's one of the tops and why you should actually t- invest on it. So be sure to like and subscribe for your channel for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf uh, Podcast for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio, as well as for the YouTube channel, which you guys can find it at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com, where you can actually check all my latest episodes. And soon enough, we're going to have a lot of subscribers, so the... So the channel will be much more easier, guaranteed. So, but you can also follow me on any of my social medias for any updates at Wolves and Music. So if you guys ever want to hit me up, hey, you guys can hit me up over there. So without further ado, let's get started. This is the Lone Wolf Podcast. Boom! What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. Today's topic, we're going to talk about DAWs and which one's much more preferable for people who are up and coming. Now, for those of you who don't know what a DAW is, but I'm pretty sure some of you already know. But for those uh, followers and listeners who don't know what it means, DAW stands for Digital Audio Workstation. That's basically... Your basic programming for making music, editing music, or audio in general, mix and master, record, all the above. I'm pretty sure some of you guys have already listened to some of these DAWs like GarageBand, Fruity Loops. That's very popular. Everybody knows what Fruity Loops is. I'm pretty sure that's like the one DAW that everybody started out like back in the high school days, you know, because that's basically the the easy program to learn how to make beats. It's like it's basically gives you a tool in which four tracks in which it each one is basically a kick, a snare, a clap, and a hi-hat. So everybody learns from that and everybody does all their mids and masters and all that. Well, mashups and whatnot, what I would like to call so. I think I would like to start with how I actually started. So it's a good thing we started with all of those. And we're going to go to talk about all the DAWs that I actually used and which ones I currently use and 
how effective are all the ones that I've tested out before and some of these pros and cons. And at the end of the show, I'll let you guys like let you know which one is like the top five, in my opinion. This can differ from other people. Other people believe that some other DAWs might be better than the ones I currently use. This is my personal opinion. You take it with what, however you want it, guys. But this is my personal opinion, and I will let you guys know why it's one of the best at the end of the show. So let's get started with this. So like I said earlier in the intro, like, Fruity Loops happens to be the, the one that everybody knows. Everybody has used to it from since the high school days. And I know that for a fact that Fruity Loops, I heard about it right there in high school when everybody's trying to make reggaeton beats and beat match and mashups and whatnot here and there. You know, that, that was the program. And, and it was easy to get it. You know, I started it out. I tested it. Didn't like it. So I left it. I later tested out Acid Pro, which was owned by Sony, which is pretty weird. But in, I didn't know much about it. So keep in mind, it was high school. I, me thinking about making music was not even in my consensus mind, like straight up. I just want to DJ all around, which whichever it's a, a club or a festival or a private party, like doesn't matter. I wanted to DJ. That's my main goal. And, and when through um, college. And when I got to college, uh, Fruity Loops came around as well. And that's where I tried to test it out a little bit. See, like, eh, let's see what's up with Fruity Loops. So I did the 30-day uh, trial for a bit. I want to test the full version because, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, Fruity Loops right now is the shit. Whoa, whoa. Back then, that was, we're talking about 2008 or something like that. And I tested it out and it looked amazing, but it was still confusing. A shit. And I'll probably be biased, but I didn't understand. I didn't get nothing. So even if I tried to tittle with it just a little bit, it, I, I wasn't like feeling it. I was just like, eh. It, it looked very easy to maneuver it. But there was like, there was some kinks and things that here and there that you need to know. Like if you don't know how to do it, then it'll take, like you'll be lost. And, there was a lot of stuff that I was completely lost. And honestly, I just didn't feel like I want to pursue it, to be honest. And I stopped, you know. Later down the road, it was around 2011. Yeah, 2011. That's where I met my mentor. I'm pretty sure some of you guys, if you already listened to a couple of my episodes, you've already or probably heard about I had somebody who mentored me. He showed me how to how to DJ and, and also how to market myself. And at the same time, he, he was teaching me how to make music. And that's how I started making house music and whatnot. Uh, shout out to Shaggy, man. Christopher Alexander from the Z Boys from Puerto Rico. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, so he, he mentored me how to use this program, which is the one that I use currently use. And it was Ableton Live. At that time, it was... Ableton Life 9, I believe. Yeah. I think Life 9 was coming out. Because before, he was telling me how to use Ableton and blah, 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 blah. So for me to get involved, I started to buy like the launch pad. And there was another uh, pad keyboard that I bought that included Ableton Life 8 intro. Like the demo version or the trial version, whatever. 
it was dope. I was getting into it. I was actually because it was pretty easy. I actually managed to quickly learn how to use Ableton. Like much more faster than than Cubase. Oh my god, Cubase. Holy crap. No, don't want to use Cubase. Don't want to know about Cubase. Reason as well. And Acid Pro and then Fruity Loops. It was just pretty simple. And I learned through it. So my mentor was helping me out and I started learning about it. It was just like, oh, okay, cool. Only problem is, is that my life eight was a trial version. So I can only push up to eight tracks. I can bounce it, but I can only push eight tracks. Really cannot do much with eight tracks. I'm telling you guys. And my mentor was telling me, it was like, oh man, you need to get the, the actual version. I was like, I, really? I mean, I mean, I can push, I can just like put all the stuff like, right here and try to mash it as much as possible. Believe me, I mashed a lot. I did a lot of mashups, like a lot. I don't know how I managed to fit them all together. It's a mystery to for me, but I did it. And I was like, how normally when you're making music, how many tracks do you normally make? Oh, give or take like between 60 to 100 tracks is what you need on a session. I was like, what? 60 to 100 tracks on a session? Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Because that's how much I normally use on any of my sessions. Like any of my music sessions. It could be between those. Between 60 to 100 to 124. Is it too much? Maybe. Is it too little? Maybe. It works out. It sounds great, my music. So I don't know. But... He was telling me, like, I need that much. I was like, oh, crap. Crap, 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 crap. What can I do if I'm dealing with the trial version? And when I found out how much is the real version, it's like, holy shit, I don't have money for that. So at least what I did is that I learned from him and I learned all the stuff that he has on his Ableton. And then I learned some of the tricks in here and there. And then by the time it was, by the time it was 2012, I was ready to move out of Puerto Rico and come here to Miami to go to my audio school. And would you know it, they had uh, they give you the actual Ableton Life 9 standard version, like ready to go for you. So all you got to do is just uh, install it and authorize it. And that's it. You got the standard version. So I was like, OK, man, I'll wait. I'll wait. I can wait. I can manage to uh, until I get there. And as soon as I got to school and they gave me the program, the ads and the access going well, I. Oh, man, I was going nuts. But there was an issue with the standard version. And it was that. It was a standard version. My mentor taught me through the suite version, which is the most expensive version of Ableton. So I actually had to pay a little bit extra so I can actually get the suite version. Totally worth it. Absolutely. And then I started using um, Logic and Pro Tools. Those were two other DAWs. In that school, you need to learn how to use those free DAWs. It don't matter. They say that these are the free main DAWs in the entire industry that has been used on every studio, on every other session. And I agree. It's definitely one of the biggest ones that you should learn. It's definitely Ableton. It's definitely Pro Tools. And it's definitely Logic. Now, for those of you who don't know what Logic is, Logic is basically the bigger badass version of GarageBand from Mac. And it's very intriguing because that was one of the competitions. It was between Fruity Loops and Logic, Windows and Mac. 
Because Fruity Loops can only be for Windows and Logic can be only for Mac. And believe it or not, Logic's audio engine is amazing. So I, it was like uh, either your team Windows, team Mac, team Fruity or team Logic. While Ableton and Pro Tools standing back, it's like uh, we're everybody's team. So that's why we're good. I learned how to match do all those free. Am I an expert on all those free? No. I probably am more of an advanced expert on Ableton. Logic and Pro Tools, Fruity Loops, I can defend myself. I can probably do some stuff with them. I know how to use them, but I'm not a pro on them. I know all the shortcuts from Ableton, but I do not know all the shortcuts from Logic or Pro Tools and Fruity Loops. And I'm pretty sure some of my instructors who are listening right now are probably like, get the fuck out. Really, Wolfson? Like, we taught you this. Like, you can't say, like, we didn't taught you this. This is what happens when you're paying more attention to the computer. It's like, uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I like Ableton, I guess. I... But that wasn't my bias fault because I started with learning Ableton and I wanted to pursue and continue with Ableton. So I just went on and learned more from Ableton, you know? Why did I decide to go more focused on Ableton? Not just only because... My, I was being mentored back home in Puerto Rico on how to use Ableton. But also the fact that Ableton's operated system is very, very user-friendly. And it's definitely an DAW that not only it's quick to learn, but it has no limits. Its only limit is depending on how much power your computer has and how much memory your computer has. When I'm talking about power and memory, I'm referring to how much of a processor your computer has, what's the RAM speed of your computer, and how many gigabytes does it have as a hard drive that you can do this and record this for 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 bunch. So that's one of the big free that you need to have whenever you're actually looking for a invest yourself on a computer and and you want to put a DAW, the big free is the processor, memory, RAM, and the hard drive. My computers, the processors are usually amazing. Like top level notch processors. Uh, I think the current one that I have is, oh shit, it's right here. Yeah, right there. It's this is right there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just literally reading my, my computer right here for, because I haven't removed the sticker. So it says, like, yeah, it's a Razer Windows. It has a Core i7 processor with six cores, 12 frets, up to 4.1 giga, gigahertz. It's pretty, it's pretty powerful for a laptop, and it's good. I also have a 16 gigabytes of RAM that you can also upgrade to 32. The more RAM it has, the better, because that shit will fly that like you won't have any staggering or any laggering on your DAWs and then the hard drives I got two hard drives installed in this Razer basically one two terabyte fusion drive and then one 256 solid state drives and I'm making my DAWs run through the solid state and save everything on my fusion drive why because the solid state drive is that powerful powerful enough that it'll read and write like nuts and we'll have and we'll have my entire session smooth with no problems whatsoever man so whenever you're trying to invest on a computer always keep that in mind you need to have the big free processor ram 
and hard drive. But if you're trying to invest, just look for one of these computers. Um, Razors, MacBook Pros. Those are, honestly, those are the only two that I've, that I've used. And those are the only two I will literally recommend for somebody to get. How effective are these DAWs that I used uh, during school time and in current time? The cool thing about Ableton, it has two views, the arrangement view and the launch view. Did I say that right? No, I believe I said it wrong. I know it's the arrange view, which is the other one. Please comment down below to help me out which one was it. I totally forgot. And I'm supposed to be the Ableton expert. Guys, I'm human, okay? I can't be, I can't be perfect. I'm sorry. So it has those two views that in which... You can either have Ableton, which Ableton allows you to do live sessions, meaning that you can actually take your computer and go perform live. Like you can have all your stuck up sounds and samples and whatnot. And whenever it's ready for you to play, you play them. It, it can be matched with it can be hooked up with the native instruments and the and the Novation launch pads and whatnot, like, bro, you can basically do a live performance with Ableton Live. Insane. And then the arrangement view, which is basically how you do the, the old-fashioned way, which is what I do, having like a bunch of tracks and just go, this is going to be a kick, this is going to be a snare, and so, 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 but at least I have that all structure-wise. There's a lot of things about Ableton I could, I could go on and on, but it's only fair if I also have to talk about the other ones that I've used, so I can't just be all all about Ableton, even though I'm, I'm a bit biased with Ableton. I admit it, I know, but nevertheless, Logic. Logic is basically GarageBand, but bigger and better. There's no other way to put it out there. Like, there's no other explanation to it. it like if you've used GarageBand, you'll be able to use Logic like it was nothing. But believe it or not, I did like Logic and its functions. They had a lot of couple of things that it bugged me because it was kind of like a little icky on me. But it wasn't even hard for me to understand it. And Logic's sound engine is amazing. Like when you bounce some of the stuff, like you bounce it like literally Apple Music level. And it sounds amazing. And you can do so much in in Logic. Like, hmm, I can't say much on my Logic. All I can say is that Logic is amazing. <laughs> Anyways, Logic, it's actually pretty good. But I never felt for it. Like, I never got into it. It was easy for me to do mashups, absolutely. But there were other functions that I did not like about Logic. So that's why I was like, hmm. Eh, into it, you know, but it was a good thing that I actually learned how to use it and do other stuff. Cool thing of Logic that you can actually tell or you can set your your settings to whichever key you're into, you know, and that's I, I thought that was pretty good. You can also drag some other audio immediately from from your iTunes. And, you know, I mean, benefits have that as a reference track and put it up there. And, and all right, let me just put it right there and see it visually. I don't know. I kind of look logic kind of like fruity loops like it will it, it's cool it's awesome but i believe there was so much stuff that if you don't if you don't really if you didn't get the click on it then you're never gonna learn you're not gonna like it at all so pro tools mm, pro tools well i can't say anything wrong about pro tools because honestly i didn't want to learn pro tools that was more of my fault but believe it or not, Pro Tools was kind of easy for me because some of the 
shortcuts from Pro Tools are almost the same as the shortcuts from Ableton. So it was pretty like simple for me to catch it up. Pro Tools is not made for making music. Hear me out. Hear me out. Pro Tools was designed to record, mix, and master. It is not designed to make beats or making any music like sound designing or that shit. You can. Yes, you can. You can definitely do it. But it wasn't designed for that. It was definitely more for all those freeze that I mentioned before. And I used it a lot just for that. So I decided like, let me stem it out for bounce anything from Logic or Ableton and put it on, on Pro Tools to Mets and Master. Yeah, and it was definitely, it was definitely great. I, I loved it. But that's what it was. It was designed for that. I know I've seen a lot of producers. I see a lot of beat makers that have used uh, Pro Tools. But you got to keep in mind that when you, pe when you see people using the Pro Tools to make beats and stuff, they got their own little machine. Like the native instrument control and the launch pad. They got their own samples already integrated in that or already mapped out. So all they had to do was just basically touch or press a button and the beat is gone. And keep in mind that when they're actually doing that, they're actually recording it. They're not actually creating a media out of that. They're creating a wave out of that. Full disclosure, Ableton can do that as well. Just saying. But Ableton is not a bad uh, DAW. It's actually a great, but it's more designed for engineers. If you're an engineer, if you want to be an engineer and you want to do mid semester and record stuff, go for it. Pro Tools is the one. And I guarantee you, you're not going to regret it. Pro Tools is amazing. The plugins that Pro Tools bring are amazing as well. So, like, I recommend it for that. But if you're going to make music like I am or like others make, Pro Tools is not the one. You know, I won't recommend it. Like, no. Maybe, if you, maybe, maybe if you have a song already built and you want to record the vocals from someone else. Yeah. Drag and drop the, the song right there in, Pro Tools, in the Pro Tools session put on the BPNs and whatnot and have the person listen to it and then let them do their thing. And then, you know, you can guys can do that thing. Again, full disclosure, Ableton can do that too. But that's neither here and there. So the next one, I, I've also tested it, which apparently I had to go back again, was Fruity Loops. And the reason I went back at uh, Fruity Loops, it's because um, I got hired to do a demo testing for a plugin. It was on Silt's Lab. You guys should check Silt's Lab. They have some dope um, core plugins and whatnot. For those of you who are into making music for beat making and whatnot, and you're looking for something that's similar to a core synthesizer, you should go to Silts. Guaranteed. Silts. Uh, S-I-L-S. Silts. Silts Lab. Yeah. So Silts Lab hired me to do a demo for sound designing one of their plugins. So they want me to... They literally want me to like, here's some of these plugins. Can you make something out of this? So I did. I did a simple trap beat, like festival trap, not trap trap, but festival trap, EDM trap. And I used one of their chords and I manipulate it. I start sound designing like crazy, just, you know, going out, in and out, in and out, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. I managed to get a sub out of the, one of those synths. I managed to get uh, the drop out of it. I managed to get a snare and a clap. It was pretty dope. I liked it. Yeah, the sub was basically the 808 for the kick. So they boom. Yeah. 
I managed to get that out of the out of the plugin. So it was pretty dope. The only issue is that the people that hired me did not want me to use it on Ableton. And that was kind of an issue for me because I'm basically an Ableton expert. Like Ableton is literally my go-to DAW for anything. Like mixing, mastering, recording, producing, like you name it. I know that. Even I sometimes use Ableton to video edit it. Believe it or not, Ableton is pretty good on, on video edit, uh, editing and shoots 4K 60 frames. Believe it or not, guys, I use, I'm using Ableton for all the episodes that I uploaded on YouTube. I use them all on Ableton. That's how good Ableton really is. Anyways, they didn't want me to use Ableton. So the only viable option I had was Fruity Loops. So, okay, I'm going to use Fruity Loops. So I started to get the hang of Fruity Loops one more time, getting the flow. There was some cool things. I was like, okay, I got this. All right, that's cool. We I got this. We got this. We got it. It was pretty hard, but I managed to get it. I didn't learn all the shortcuts, but I managed to get at least 50 tracks on Fruity Loops just to get a simple song, like a demo song to show everybody. It's like, see, guys, I use these plugins for this and this and this and this. And you guys can test it out. Here's the keyboard. Ba 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 ba. Test it out. You know, it's weird that back then I didn't like Fruity Loops. But it looks like the newer version of Fruity Loops was much more better and much more easier to understand because I had a week to learn how to use these sound designing and not only to sound design these plugins that I've never tried before, but also use it on, on Fruity Loops and not only use it on Fruity Loops, make a, a demo song out of it to show the people like, yeah, you can do it. Like, it was not easy at all. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. but I did it. All in a week. And that tells you a lot about Fruity Loops. The fact that I can actually learn how to use Fruity Loops in a week span means it's actually pretty decent and good for you to pick it up. Because it's funny that before it was it was actually a pain in the ass. And it's not because I didn't want to learn it. It's some of the functions were just like a real pain in my ass. But now it was actually it was actually pretty easy compared to what it was back then. So probably the newer version, which is probably Fruity Loops 20 producer edition i don't know something like that i didn't purchase it i basically like did um did the 30 day trial just have it as a trial so i can actually have something the shit thing about it of having it a trial is that i couldn't save any of my projects so i had to do the song like two times and keep my computer on the whole time and free loops on the whole time so it won't close and won't but i wasn't ready to jump to Fruity Loops to pay. At that time, I think it was $200. They were offering me to get it. I wasn't ready to jump that because I was already using Ableton. So I was like, that was, didn't make sense, you know? But I, I managed to pull it and it was pretty good. So now some of the other plugins, I mean plugins, the, the other DAWs that I've done that touch as well. Reason? What the hell is that? Like, I have no idea what it was. I tried, I did the demo on that one too. Holy crap. There was so much shit that I n- did not understand. I was so confusing, but I left that. I was like, no, mm-mm. Um, Cubase, another one, man. And Cubase, I think was Cubase that's like very complicated because it definitely resembles as if you were actually in an actual studio in which you actually have to use like cabling to go hooked up from one place to another. It was 
pretty cool vintage wise for all those people who are into who work in the studio and they know how to do it. It's it's gonna pretty much gonna be picked up by those guys. But for me, that I need something to learn quickly, like no, nah, Cubase is not the thing. And like I hey, I salute the people who use Cubase straight up. Like you guys are pros because I don't have enough patience to deal with your Cubase straight up. I I think the last DAW that I used was Adobe Audition. And I and I use it vaguely only to record my podcast episodes. Before I you before I jumped into the Lone Wolf podcast, I was also part of the Gigtanium podcast, which is basically uh, me and my cousins. We basically recorded each other and start talking about geek stuff. If you guys want to check it out on the on the YouTube, go check it out at Geektanium. Pretty dope. We talk about all sorts of geek stuff. And I use um Audition for that. And Audition is actually pretty good for recording. Yes. I don't know about mixing, mastering, and making beat. Beat, beat making is not. No. Audition is not made for, for beat making or nor making music at all. Like probably arranging it, mixing master. Uh, mix and master eh. recording absolutely for recording podcasts and recording other stuff absolutely because out of all the DAWs audition actually has an operating system that allows you to have multiple tracks and allows you to record multiple people all simultaneously while other DAWs have a little complex thing about that but audition makes it easier for everybody on that but that's only made for that you know that's I wouldn't recommend audition for you guys to start making music at all. No, that's more for recording podcasts or TV shows or, oh man, like anything else, like anything that's that involves to record something. Yes. Audition is the one, but any other, anything other than that, I no, I'll, I'll stay away from it just a bit, but it, it's not a bad, it's not bad. It's just part of the Adobe family, you know, like they have. Their Photoshop, their premieres, you know, their After Effects and Audition is just part of it. It's dope. It's dope. But it, that's what it is. It's only made for recording. Nothing else. So I will, I literally would not recommend anybody to get Audition if you're looking for making music. Because I know that you can get Audition for 20 bucks a month. How can you not? It's literally the cheapest DAW to, to get right now. Yes. 20 bucks a month. Absolutely. But you're not going to get farther I'm making music with Audition, hands down. So we're going to go to the pros and cons to which DAWs should you get. So here are the pros and cons, at least of the ones I'm, I've am i used. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth to it. I'm, I'm, I know that I've been a little bit biased with Ableton. Again, guys, full disclaimer, I like it. So I'm going to tell you guys the pros of using Ableton. Why should you invest on Ableton? I'll tell you why. Because I already mentioned you before that it's user-friendly. It has no limits. When I say it has no limits, it's basically, it's a limitless DAW in which you can do so much with so little. It's insane how Ableton really is. I'm pretty sure other DAWs have this in which you can warp your audio file. Everybody, every DAW has their own ways, but the way you can actually manipulate the audio ma manipulation on Ableton is much more easier and effective than it is on any DAW, straight up. And the sound designing from the stock plugins is just amazing. And the stock plugins itself, like the EQs and the compressors, like, you don't really need third-party plugins like Fat Filter or Isotopes 
to mix and master your tracks. I kid you not, before I started using Fat Filter and Isotope, I mix and master all my tracks with Ableton stock plugins. People probably wonder, like, I'd use some of the third-party plugins, like the usual ones. Before I purchased them, no, nah, I stock plugins all the way. And I still use it to this day. There's other stuff, third-party plugins. It helps. Yeah, definitely, it helps. It makes it probably even brighter or bigger or whatever. But I really, it's not a necessity. I, w I wouldn't die. Like, psh, shoot, I just recently got a fat filter. And just recently, I got isotope. Like, it wasn't a necessity for all these years, all until now. So if I managed to do so little with what I got, with all of my songs that sound pretty good, like the sky's the limit with Ableton, seriously. It has two settings of views, one that it's basically the live view. Oh, fuck. I think that's what it was named for. The one with the clips and whatnot. Live view. Boom. Mystery solved. You get the live view, which basically you can use Ableton to do live sessions. Ha! <laughs> Coronavirus! <laughs> ah, okay, I'm good. Back, back at the show. Anyways, yeah, Ableton has like the live session, which is pretty easy to use, and you can do a and you can actually basically map it up with with your keyboards or your actual piano keyboard or with your drum machine or whatever you got, you know, and do your fin, have everything all arranged and nicely and, and press every clip and have it on point, whatnot. Ableton allows you to the arrangement view, which basically you can see the sessions all horizontally and you can go one by one and edit it. Any other DAW is just, it gives Ableton to me like, man, you want. And it's also easy to learn. Like it's pretty easy to learn. It's very user-friendly. And you can do so much more, man. I can only say that the con to Ableton is probably that the audio engine is not as good as Pro Tools, Logic, and others. It sounds more digital. It sounds more fake. As, a, as an audio uh, engineer and producer, you can tell the difference. But I mix and master and edit everything. I do everything in Ableton. And hey, man, if it sounds good, I'm, I'm not going to fix it, man. But I can do it. Um, I don't know any other cons like people are probably going to bombard me on my on the comments say like, oh, cons on Ableton, you know, you can't do this and that. Like, hey, if you guys got some cons on Ableton, I really want to hear it. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think, what other cons you think Ableton has or what other pros it has. Um, pros and cons to Logic. Um, Logic's audio engine is amazing. Guarantee. It's easy to use all the audio files that you can just basically drag and drop. Everything is all organized and, and it's easy to mix and master. Sound designing from third party plugins is amazing. So, you know, you got kudos there. The cut edit engine is good. So you guys can do it there. Uh, con, biggest con from Logic, obviously, you can only have it on Mac. So if you don't have a Mac or you're not a Mac user, unfortunately, you cannot have when you cannot have logic at all. I think that's like the biggest con from logic. Like it's only for Mac. That's it. And if you don't have the money to get a MacBook or a Mac, or iMac or whatever, you only have money to get a nice Windows to what better spits them than logic. Then I mean the Mac, then yeah, you can use logic. And it sucks because I know there's a lot of people who who would like to like use logic in their windows but they can't you know it's it's impossible and that's why they switched to either fruity loops or ableton they, they just stick to those so far um any other cons is that 
Uh, the shortcuts, it's much more complicated than it is on Ableton. Like the shortcuts, like you got to press much more buttons for you to do one simple thing. And sometimes doing that simple task or action is just like, uh, it's a pain in the ass. I might as well duplicate it and then cut it down. It's like something like that, you know, the audio manipulation of resampling there. In Logic is not as good or as effective as it is on Ableton. I know people have resampled over there in Logic. They have their ways to do it. But I can guarantee you, if you're trying to look for a DAW that you want to learn how to resample and whatnot, you go with the one that's much more easier to use. And Logic is not one of them. You know, uh, Pros and cons for Pro Tools. Pro Tools is just amazing at recording the sound. The audio engine from Pro Tools is just a next level. It's basically industry standard. Every studio in the world has Pro Tools. Like, yes, there's some of them may have Ableton or Logic or whatever, but no, industry standard. Because not only the studios that record music has it, but also the studios so that does music videos, film, and other video concepts. They all use Pro Tools. All filmmakers, everybody, everybody uses Pro Tools for, for the audio engine. They record, mix master, everything. Like everybody, it's the industry standard. That's like the one plug. And yeah, like mix and mastering in there, the shortcuts are just easier to do it. Mix and mastering is good. Like all, all overall, there's a couple of things here and there that from Pro Tools. I mean, there, it's just Pro Tools is just a dope DAW to learn for. Now, the the cons to it is that you need to have a, a licensed USB iLock for you to activate Pro Tools. It's, that's the way, that's the only way for them to control for being pirated or being used by others. Like the only way for you to use Pro Tools is that you need a, a USB iLock. I'm pretty sure they do have the iLock digitally. Don't quote on me on that. I haven't checked Pro Tools in a while, so I do not know. But I know that the biggest issue was, fuck, I had to use the iLock. And the fact that it's a small USB, like, she's like a regular size USB, but even smaller. And I have to use one of my, one of my USB port space to actually use this program. What if I am actually using my external hard drive? Like, it's a pain in the ass. It's like, sh and what if I forget about it? Then I can't use Pro Tools. So that's one big con. The second con to it is that it's not a DAW you make for beat making or any of that. That's straight up. Can't make music or beat DAWs. Anybody who tells me that you can, it's because you already have your own little machine and stuff like that that have the sounds and audio already into that machine. All you got to do is just press it. And Pro Tools is what I'm going to do is record. You're not making music at that. You can call that beat making, but you're not sound designing like I will consider. I will consider sound designing if my DAW allows me to manipulate the audio and does other crazy shit and and does other shit and then re resample it, re-record it. And boom, I got a new stuff. I can actually use some of the stuff. Pro Tools doesn't allow you to do that. It's very complicated to do that sound manipulation. It's. Pro Tools, uh, the best thing about Pro Tools on this uh, audio manipulation is that it basically allows you to layer each other. But then again, any other DAW can do that. You can just layer on top of each other. That's how good it is, but it's not good enough to like can resample it. Maybe somebody can tell me otherwise. Comment down below and tell me what's your experience on making music and Pro Tools. But doing the machine and record 
that's not that's not making that's not literally making music because you didn't make it it was already integrated as a sample and you're just like pressing a recording you know do that on, on Mableton or Logic or Furious like see what happens that's much more different so and again I'm not taking shots on anybody that's just my personal opinion of what it is to making music and sound design so also the shortcuts are kind of similar to Ableton and when I say kind of similar is that sometimes you tend to forget thing you tend to forget that Ableton has a shortcut like this and Pro Tools may have the same shortcut but sometimes does other actions and you tend to forget it it's like oh shoot that's right Ableton's shortcut is that Pro Tools is shortcut like that and because they're very similar you tend to forget it like you try you tend to for confuse each other it's it's normal nobody's perfect and i don't know why it does that it is what it is you know um last one fruity loops fruity loops biggest con before i jump to the pros fruity loops biggest con it was that it was only windows exclusive like only window people can use it not anymore fruity loops con became a pro because now mac users and windows users can use fruity loops so they they managed to remove that bias thing and like nah let's have anybody who's a windows or a mac user have fruity loops so now they remove that con and make it into a pro so that's their first pro right there i gotta mention like you can use it on Windows or Mac. Right now, it's kind of it's kind of pretty easy to to use it. You can do all the same stuff that you use on Logic and Ableton. Uh, you can do it here. The cons to it, um, it will take you time to learn it. Like, it took me a week spent to learn some of the basic stuff. I have and and that took me a while to make that demo song. Like a while. Like every day, it was like at least best six hours just to make it I, and I was trying to learn fast learn this shit it's gonna take you a while if you didn't catch the click on it on the first it's gonna be a while for you to learn it for the rest of it Um, but I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of other cons that you can mention about Fruity Loops that you can say it's like oh yeah Fruity Loops stuff like I'm pretty sure that audio engine is not as good as it should be that I can tell because I bounced some stuff from Fruity Loops and I bounced some stuff from Ableton and Logic and Pro Tools I can tell you Fruity Loops' engine is not that good. Like, Mableton kicked their ass on that part. I'm sorry, guys. You know what? A con that Fruity Loops does is that it doesn't allow you to edit videos either. Believe it or not, Pro Tools, Ableton, Logic? No. Remove Logic. Pro Tools and Ableton, you're allowed to edit the videos. Like, if you want to cut it, you can cut it. Now, you cannot have it like like make the little details of the effects and whatnot or fading for that. No, that's more of a premiere thing or after effects thing. But you can definitely cut it to a point like, you know, I want this to be here. I want this to be here. And then I want this to be mixed with a song. Like you can make your own music video. If you got footage of you DJing or doing other stuff, literally put one of your songs, make a like literally a 15 second to a 30 second video with, with cutting footage and put it out there and bam, you, you can post that on any of social media. That's how I did it. That's why I always record on all my all my DJ sets. I always have a GoPro and record it and have somebody like, hey, put that all around and you know record it because then I can use that footage and cut it out. Ableton and Pro Tools, I can do that. It's amazing. And Ableton, I can just basically edit my videos here in, in my podcast. Fruit Loops doesn't allow you to do that. Logic doesn't allow you to do that either. It can it can put us the video, but it doesn't allow you to cut it at all or stretch it. 
It doesn't let you do that. It's just like the video's like that and it's like that. You can manipulate the audio, but you can't manipulate the Ableton and Portals can do can do that. But Fruit Doodles can't. That's probably like a little uh um my final thoughts. Ableton to me is the most user friendly DAW in the entire industry. And probably this episode was super biased by in my part that I could say that I'm talking a lot of good stuff about Ableton. But the fact that I'm talking a lot of good stuff from Ableton, it's because how good Ableton really is and how easy it is to learn from it and how versatile, limitless it is that no other DAWs that I tested, like I can't talk much about the other DAWs. I can only tell you the shortcomings out of it, the basics out of it. I can I literally cannot express because I managed to do everything in Ableton that the other DAWs just like become. But obviously, this is my opinion. Others can say logic is better for them. Fruity Loots is better for them. Whatever. That's fine. It's all cool. But I personally believe that if you're an up and coming artist and you're trying to figure out which DAW do you want to go to, whether it's um, being an engineer, whether it's being a producer, a DJ, or an artist, like, if you want to learn a DAW, I suggest you go with Ableton. And the cool thing about Ableton, it has three different versions, the intro, standard, and sweet version. Obviously, the sweet version is the most expensive one. I have done. I have purchased that one, but I managed to purchase that one because of I got the standard and the standard allows me to upgrade to the suite. So it wasn't that much for me to pay it. But if you're just trying to figure out and you want to try it out just to see what's up, start with the intro. It's only a hundred bucks. Right now, I'm pretty sure Ableton has a discount on it because of the whole pandemic we're all facing. They're probably getting a discount for everybody. So it could be from a hundred to 60 bucks right now. So if you guys want to take advantage of it right now, nice your chance. If you love Ableton, then then you're willing to invest it and upgrade yourself for a better version of it. If you didn't like Ableton, at least it wasn't a bad deal saying like, all right, I give it a try. I didn't fail with it, so I'm going to try other DAWs. But at least you didn't lose that much money versus the other DAWs, which is they don't have other standard versions. Like, no, it's a flat fee of you want Fruit Loops, 200. You want Logic, 200. You want Pro Tools? 500. You want another DAW? This is how much. Granted, I did say Audition is literally the cheapest uh, DAW in the whole entire industry. But mind you, it's not a beat making machine. It's not a beat making program. It's a, a recording program. It's great for recording. Not great. Not so much on the mix and mastering because it's audio engine. It's not that big of a deal, but I'm pretty sure you can still do it because obviously if you're recording, people are just going to uh, mix and master from there. I personally don't do it. Normally, I will just like bounce it out and then put on my Ableton and then just open out all my stop plugins and just mix a master from that. And it sounds dope. So, yeah. So let's just wrap this up. And let me let me guys like the top five DAWs that if price was an issue, if price wasn't an issue and you just want to try some of these and hear some of the five top five that are well known in the industry and everybody will get into it. So number five will be PreSonus Studio One. I mentioned just a vaguely about it, but PreSonas lately, not only they're killing it on their audio interfaces that they're releasing, which is I got one of them. I got actually two because they're that good. It comes with its own DAW. So I didn't 
by the DAW. It just came with the audio interface. And believe it or not, it's actually pretty good. It's just a little bit complicated. And I can tell that this audio, uh, um, this DAW is more designed to be like a Pro Tools level competition that's made for recording, mix, and master. So if you're looking for something like that, you know, as an engineer, as a producer, then you can go for Studio One. It's such a pretty good dope. And you can hook that up with any personas board in any studio. So it's that's pretty good. Um, my number four, Pro Tools. Obviously, the industry standard, Pro Tools. I can't stress much how good Pro Tools really is. It's industry standard. Everybody knows about it. All filmmakers, all audio, in, audio engineers, and all producers, they all know what Pro Tools really is. And everybody uses Pro Tools. Well, I use it for me, beat making. I personally don't do it. But if you want it, if you're looking for being an artist or a recording artist, a beat maker or a mix and master, mixing engineer and master, then Pro Tools is your is your dog. Absolutely. My top number three, it'll have to be Logic because Logic is still pretty dope. Even though it's only exclusive to Mac, I can basically tell you that uh, Logic's audio engine is amazing, you know, and it has that versatility to add a bunch of stuff from audio clips and use a little bit of uh, audio manipulation from it. It's not as effective as Ableton, but it's still pretty good. And any other third-party plugins that goes along with logic it's just it, it just it becomes like literally basically a perfect combination you know logic is like that with audio and third-party plugins it just suits them well it, it's best suited with them but it's a little bit too much there's certain things that I'm, i feel like i'm being limited and restricted on logic that i do not want to use it keep in mind logic is at 200 dollars and it's basically a better version of GarageBand. So if you're a Mac user and you've already used GarageBand before, so you're good at it, getting yourself an upgrade for Logic is not a bad idea. It's actually pretty good. And who knows? You can actually do a lot more with that. Test it out. And it's only $200. Unfortunately, you can't get a refund out of it. Not of them, though, otherwise. But number two, Fruity Loops. Yes. Fruity Loops is my number two because the fact that I actually have used it a couple times for a couple sessions, even though it's it, it's a demo version regardless, I still managed to learn a couple more things about it. And it's pretty dope. And be, before I thought it was like very complicated, I didn't understand it. But then when I went back again to use it, it was actually pretty like, okay, this is something I could get behind it. And I'm pretty sure this is like basically... The one DAW that everybody starts. Everybody starts with freaking Fruity Loops. Like, I, I mean, I started with Fruity Loops on um, high school. Imagine that. And I ended up with Ableton. But Fruity Loops is definitely, like, pretty good. Everybody uses it. That's their first DAW. You can ask anybody. And you can try it out. It's on around $200. But it has the 30-day trial. Like, just... Try it out. See if you like it. If you don't like it, then, you know, at least you didn't pay any money out of it. But if you do, then at least, you know, you got the option to pay the 200 and then just like move forward. Now, number one, the top one will be Ableton Live. Because again, because I'm biased. That's why. <laughs> no, but seriously, Ableton Live is super free, super limitless, super user friendly than any of the DAWs that 
it's easy to pick it up and it's easy to to learn all the tricks and all the shortcuts. I'm not to mention that all the stop plugins that Ableton carries is basically good enough to compete with the other third-party plugins. Like when it comes to sound designing, resampling, um, mixing, mastering, like all that stuff, like it's pretty good. And I can tell you this, it's the one DAW that I'm aware of, that I'm aware of, that you can take it to, to any of your DJ sets and do a live performance with it. The only one. I don't know if you anybody has done it with Fruity Loops or Logic or Pro Tools, any of that, but I know for sure that I've seen people with the laptops to do live performance. They, they, hook, they hook their keyboards to Ableton. Magic magic bro like every it has a live session that you can basically play for live like i don't know any other daw that can do that for you but ableton can do that and as well as it can edit videos so it's easier for me to do these podcast episodes obviously i gotta learn how to do premiere more often but i do use the premiere to do to render the stuff anyways those are my top five like if you guys think that there's other that you believe that's way better um guys comment down below and let me know what you think what are your thoughts so we're gonna wrap this episode out so i want to thank everybody for for tuning in and listening to this week's episode and always remember that every week it's a brand new episode with a brand new topic so be sure to like and subscribe to get your weekly episodes at the lone wolf podcast for soundcloud spotify Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And you can also check out my YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. So comment down below to and share your experience. And let me hear you guys. I want to hear your experience. What do you guys think is the best DAW in your personal opinions? What do you think is the pros and cons to any of these DAWs? I want to listen to you guys. So... Thank you guys for tuning in and see you guys at the next one. Deuces. Boop.